Welcome to the Invest with Clarity podcast, where you will learn how success in investing, as in life, is the result of absolute clarity. Mark Pearson of Nepsis in Minneapolis, Minnesota, shares his passion for portfolio management and commitment to transparency and communication to allow investors to fully understand what they own and why, bringing them to clarity in their investments. And now, here are your co-hosts, Matt Halloran and Mark Pearson. Hello and welcome to another podcast with Mark Pearson at Nepsis. Today's podcast is titled A Penny for Your Thoughts. Now, Mark, you could probably go 17 different ways from Sunday with this. What in God's name are we talking about today? <laughs> no wonder you didn't want to prep me before the show. You want me to give I, I do. I'm throwing this back in your court, man. Well, you know, it's, it's actually a phrase back from the 1500s, you know, which was basically the idea of, you know, someone giving us giving you their thoughts about something uh, as part of a conversation. But I actually created the title. Uh, out of the process of something that we've talked about on the show before called strategic cost averaging. Oh, okay. And the basis of a penny for your thoughts is this. Have you ever had a penny jar? Oh, well, we called it a swear jar. Is that a different thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, oh, we totally had a penny jar. Absolutely. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. No, everyone's had a penny jar, right? Yeah. And many people who've had penny jars, they're unbelievably amazed when they go to the bank and dump the penny jar into the machine how much money they've had in there, mm-hmm. right? No one can believe the amount of money that they've had in there. So I've often called it the penny jar theory, which is part of strategic cost averaging. What does this mean? We, as you know, believe in the idea of investing in great businesses mm-hmm. over time and allowing volatility the opportunity to take advantage of buying more of a company on sale over time. Mm -hmm. And it's the same premise when you invest in businesses as you do in a penny jar. You know, most people don't have, as you know, the flexibility and the transparency to take advantage of volatility and obviously the transparency of knowing what they own and maybe why they own it. And so they do what you call static rebalancing, or they have static positions. They buy all these funds, they just let them go. And when volatility happens or when uncertainty happens, they call their financial advisor, and the financial advisor says, don't worry about it, we're sticking to the plan. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is about long-term, and you got to ride the ups and downs of, of of these things out. And we believe that volatility, as you know, creates that opportunity to take advantage of buying things on sale. And so when you think about the penny jar theory or a penny for your thoughts, you know, our thoughts are that strategic cost averaging is a powerful way to continually invest in a business. And, you know, you may only buy two shares at a time or three shares at a time. We have Mm -hmm. investors say, why are you only buying two shares or three shares? And our response is, look, it doesn't cost anything to go buy more shares. All we're doing is adding to your position as a long-term portfolio allocation. And one day you may just wake up and can't believe how many shares of a stock you have because mm-hmm. you continually invest in it. It's almost like the dividend reinvestment strategy. Sure. Right? When you get your dividends, you continually buy more shares of that stock when the dividend pays out. The penny jar theory, i.e., a penny for your thoughts is under the same premise. Okay, uh, two 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 things. Number one, you just said it. You know, doesn't cost anything to add to that share class or whatever. Aren't there trading costs involved? And what am I missing? Yeah. So the way we manage money, all all trading costs are wrapped into the fee. There we go. And that's so. Okay. There's, 
So, so we're completely aligned with the investor when we're investing for them in, okay. in their portfolio. Great. And I'm, I'm sorry to, to put you on the spot there, but that was something that it just kind of jumped out at me. And I'm glad that you clarified because I think people could very well have said, well, geez, my, my advisor charges me $75 per trade or something because I've heard all of those numbers before. So, okay. So that's yes, all part of exactly. your thing. Okay. Exactly. Uh, here's the other question about Penny for your thoughts. We we have talked about the race to the bottom in previous podcasts about, you know, people with zero fees. The Penny for your thoughts might sound contrived, you know, like I'm not really going to value your thoughts too much, but it is putting a value on your thoughts. There's a lot of work that goes into what you do to make sure that you are continuously adding where you can when things are on sale, that sort of stuff. Let's talk about how much work goes into all of the behind the scenes. Let's look under the hood of Nepsis again a little bit, like sure. we did with Chuck before, because even making that that uh, small move, right? A couple shares here, a couple shares there. Yep. It really does add up, but you still have a whole yes. process and a whole system in order to make those decisions. Let's talk about that a little bit more. Yes. So great, great questions. Our next podcast, ironically, as you and I discussed before we started this one, is going to be titled, It's All About Process, right? right? And I think as investors, we get mired up in the details. We get mired up in the ticky-tack stuff. We get mired up in the weeds, so to speak, mm -hmm. about benchmarks and trading costs and, you know, timing markets and, you know, news of the day and volatility and blah, 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 right? But successful investing really begins with a fundamental process. Mm -hmm. What is that process? And again, we'll talk yeah. we'll go deep in the weeds on this in the next podcast. But in general, when it comes to trading, we have five models. And in our five models, we have target percentages of what we want our clients to own of each investment in the portfolio. Sure. Whether it's a stock, whether it's a bond, whether it's a piece of real estate, you know, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when you look at the investing of that process, what you're doing is you're focusing on the target percentage that you want to own. So we have software, obviously. Sure. At, let's say we want to go in and we want to buy Citigroup. We own Citigroup. We own Citigroup as a percentage in each of our five models, of course, this is not a solicitation or recommendation. Oh, right. Obviously, I can't, you know, you got to give all the SEC disclosures there. Yep. But just hypothetically, you've got different percentage, target percentages you want to own. And you go in and you buy, let's say it's 5%. You go in, you buy 5% of Citigroup. Well, Citigroup goes through a 10 or 20 or 30% correction. Mm -hmm. our, our, our program, our process, our software runs numbers continually on how many shares I would need to buy more of to get to my target percentage. Uh -huh. Because at the end of the day, what makes the portfolio fluid is being at the target for each of our positions. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens if we have some horses that really are doing well? We've owned Visa for years, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And Visa has, I don't know, split umpteen times, whatever it is. And you, you don't want to sell any of it for various reasons. Could be tax, you know, disadvantageous tax-wise. Um, the, the investor may like the company. Mm-hmm. Maybe the target's not out of whack, whatever the case may be, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, it is managing the portfolio to the target percentages and utilizing the process of strategic cost averaging to continually invest in that business when a correction happens. 
So you may only buy three or four or five shares. But guess what? What's happening is you're lowering your cost basis and what you're in most cases, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what you're enabling yourself to do is to buy more of something as a percentage, as a target percentage of what you have in the overall allocation. So you've heard of static rebalancing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what a lot of people do. Static rebalancing is consistent in nature. But what if you don't want to rebalance at that time? What if at the end of the month you're doing a rebalance? And I get it. Look, you sell the stuff that's higher. You buy the right. stuff that's lower. But maybe you don't want to buy the stuff that's lower for some particular reason. And you don't want to sell the stuff that's higher for some particular reason, right? Mm-hmm. This is the part of the art of investing. And having process, having models with target percentages takes – this is the most important thing I'm going to say. Matt, it takes away the emotional part yeah. of the decision-making process. It is the process that enables you to be successful and not trying to be emotional about the decisions that you make. Two things. One, a lot of financial services professionals, if they don't do monthly or quarterly rebalancing, static rebalancing, then their clients come back to them and say, well, what am I paying you for? Right. Which is always a horrible conversation for an advisor, because, again, then they're justifying activity. They're not justifying what you're talking about, which is sticking to the knitting. So I just wanted right. to say that number two. But I do want a clarification, especially on that. How, how poignant that point that point you just made in, which is how do you figure out those percentages? So when somebody comes to you and they're X type of investor, how does Nepsis figure out what percentage allocation should be in those different portfolios? Or how do you make the decision on, on which one of them they should be in? Yeah, great. Okay. You asked me actually two different questions. Let me comment first on the what am I paying you for? Mm-hmm. Remember, as part of the basis for investing, when we did one of our original podcasts, it was about the four keys to successful yeah. investing. And the philosophy and strategy are the empirical scientific component of the investments. And the flexibility and the transparency are the emotional aspects of investing. And it is my belief that emotions play a far bigger role in the success or lack of success for an investor than does the scientific aspect of it. And so therefore, when you look at the process we use, right, of strategic cost averaging, there is an emotional aspect to that to the investor that, you know, this guy's, these guys are really actually looking after my money. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times people are saying, you're not looking after my money. And a lot of times they're really not because they're busy working with clients and they're doing other things. Where we have a team that's looking at our companies we own and everything we're doing on a daily basis, mm-hmm. right? And we're making decisions to strategically continue to invest in businesses because remember, over short periods of time, stock price movement up or down usually is illogical, Mm -hmm. usually, okay? So that's number one. Number two, back to your question about how do you decide. So I think what you asked is how do you decide what model to put them in or what percentage of each position to put in the model, just to clarify. How do you figure out what what model to put the client in based off of their long-term investment objectives? Is that a better one? Okay. Yep, that's good. So we have a proprietary, what we call an investment policy and objective setting questionnaire. This is a four-page document. We've all heard of suitability questionnaires. And, you know, you check the box, if this, then that, blah, 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 right? Cookie cutter kind of stuff. 
our our investment policy and objective setting questionnaire is designed to set the stage for what the investment policy statement's going to do. And of course, you you and I have already done a podcast on the investment policy statement and the importance of that. The questionnaire really is designed to get it both into the empirical aspect of why we're doing what we're doing, the investment objectives, but also designed to get into the emotional aspects, the psyche of the investor. And there are uh, great questions in this questionnaire that inevitably, most of the time, investors contradict themselves in the questionnaire, which is beautiful. You want contradiction in a questionnaire because what it enables you to do is go back and dig deeper. Okay, what really is the investor's investment objectives? If you tell me that you're willing to see a 20% swing in your portfolio on, on an annual basis, but on another question, you would get overly worried and nervous if it went down 10%. And then on the other question, you say you want your portfolio to do four to six times greater than inflation. You have completely mismatched the investment objectives of that portfolio because you can't have all of that. You can't have your cake and eat it too. There's got to be a process. You've got to have realistic expectations to the outcome of that portfolio. And so the questionnaire goes deep into that. And then, of course, the investment policy statement is created. The And I'm just going to answer the question on how you decide on your percentages, right? Yeah, great. Positions. Great. Thank you. What happens is you, you either go in a growth portfolio, a growth and income, a balance, an income and growth, or an income portfolio. And we've created parameters of beta relative volatility we want to see in those because that's how the industry views risk, right? Even though we don't, we view risk as opportunity or volatility as opportunity. What we do is we look at the, the mathematical numbers of that portfolio, looking at standard deviation, looking at beta, looking at R squared, looking at all these different aspects, the characteristics of that investment. I could go really in the weeds on here, you hear, because we also look at we're top down, bottom up. We're looking at the macro economy. We're looking at the companies and the fundamentals of those companies within their industry. There's a host of factors that get us to the point where we manage the volatility of each of those models relative to the percentages we're owning in those positions. Hmm. All right. That's a lot of stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, this that one got a little technical. Uh, on th- that did. I think that might have. Uh, <laughs> we. Uh, but but again, you wanted to go under the hood. I maybe. did. I did. <laughs> and and uh, I love seeing underneath the hood because I think it's so important for our listeners, especially the uh, the individual advisors, to to understand something that is not understandable for most people because nobody shows them under the hood. Mark, you know, they'll right. say things like, "In fact, God, I was just talking to an advisor about this. No, that's my proprietary process." Okay, great. What does that mean, and why won't you tell me? You know, you just. Went underneath the hood to to a level where advisors could, I mean, they probably couldn't copy you directly, but you just you just kind of gave the kit and caboodle there, which I appreciate. I gave them a piece of it. I gave them. I gave them a piece. They they we're not going to give them the kit and caboodle because there's there are other aspects of this. It's a process, Mm -hmm. right? Obviously, the investment policy statement is proprietary. The IPOSQ is proprietary. The criteria we use for picking the businesses that we want to own within that portfolio is mm-hmm. proprietary. There's a lot of factors. I, I mean, there's two companies, and I'm just sitting here reading my emails. Hey, there's wait, two companies you're I want to tell you. supposed to be on a podcast with, with me. What the heck are you doing reading emails, man? I'm sorry. Well, because I'm looking at my stuff that I'm going to say to you. <laughs> I mean, I, I got I to gotta have info in front of me, right? Yeah. 
so NVIDIA. NVIDIA was the number one performing stock in the S&P 500, I believe, in 2017. Everyone talks about the FANG stocks and everything else. But NVIDIA was like the number one performing stock, I believe, in 16 or 17. And NVIDIA is a company that we started buying at about $60 a share, and today is at $250 a share in the last two years. Hmm. Why is that? There are criteria that we use that gets way under the hood for picking the investments that we want to own that coincide with the process. The second one is a company that actually was a reinsurance company that was literally was purchased by AIG. I think it was probably in maybe January this year. And they were what you woke up one day and and Validus Holdings was the name of it. Validus was a, a, a reinsurance company that AIG came in and bought. Now, here's what's interesting about Validus. We have a buy discipline and a sell discipline, right? So during last year, during the fires and the hurricanes and the flooding and all that that went on, reinsurance companies, insurance companies were getting hammered, mm-hmm. right? So we went in and we owned a reinsurance company because we're a lot like Warren Buffett. We love insurance companies in our portfolios. That's the only secret I'll give you of some of that outside process. And uh, uh, we owned one that was down. We were losing money on it after we bought it because all these storms came up. It was a black swan event. We weren't expecting it. So we tax loss harvested. We sold it and we went and bought Validus. Six months later, Validus was bought for like a 38% premium. My point of the story is threefold. Number one, flexibility creates opportunity to take advantage of businesses on sale. Number one. Number two, it creates opportunity to tax loss harvest and buy another company in the same sector that's on sale that's a better value long term. And number three, it allows you the ability to buy into great businesses that potentially someday, like a Validus, can be purchased. This is what investing is all about making money, taking as little risk as possible to get the greatest return possible for the okay. client. So even though I have asked you many, many times without actually asking you a penny for your thoughts, what is the kind of, why don't you give us the gold nugget again? Okay. Yep. Which was that old idea about, well, I'm not, you know what the gold nugget was. And two, let's set up the next podcast because you, you have, we, we did just look under the hood a little bit more. We're, we're going to continue to dive into your process, obviously protecting what, what is yours, but I still have to say, uh, Mark, the amount of information that you provide on this podcast, even though that you're not showing everything is so much more than in you're educating the general public about how, how Nepsis does things and how investing with clarity is what you do and why you do it and how you do it, that I just want to thank you very much for your level of transparency. Even if you're not obviously showing everything, you show more than, than most people. So with that, why don't you uh, talk about the nugget and, uh, and then we'll wrap up today's podcast. So, well, first of all, thanks for your kind thoughts. This is why I do it. I often tell people, I tell my family, this isn't about the money. This is about purpose. This is about multiplication of the talents. And the, the, the golden nugget, if you really want to get to the foundation, is the four keys to successful investing. The investment philosophy, strategy, flexibility, and transparency. And specifically for the po- podcast of A Penny for Your Thoughts, really what that whole process is about is strategic cost averaging. I mean, at the end of the day. Now, mm-hmm. we've talked about strategic cost averaging, but I think I probably gave it to you at a whole new level today. Yeah. And most of the listeners probably have heard in the last one, the power of strategic cost averaging, the power of clarity, the power of knowing what you own and why you own it. 
and the ability to use strategic cost averaging. It's like any great, great, when you want to make something, the ingredients of oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? It, it, you all, there's not one thing that makes it happen. Mm-hmm. There are a multitude of ingredients that come together that, number one, make up the process, right? And number two, enable the investor to hopefully enhance their ability to invest with success. Nice. As you're listening to Napsis Investing with Clarity and Mark Pearson explain all of the different aspects of, of what they do and why they do it, if you're sitting back and thinking to yourself, you know, I, I just really need to know more. You know, I, I just, you know, it looks like, you know, Mark Mark cracked the hood a little bit more. I'd like to sit down with somebody. Mark, I don't think we've actually done this in a, in a really long time. What is the best way for the listeners to reach out to you to find out more on how they can invest with Clarity? Well, thanks for asking. Probably the best way to reach out to us is at info at investwithclarity.com. Okay. Info at investwithclarity.com. You can certainly go to the website, investwithclarity.com. Lots of stuff there. Another podcast we may want to think about doing is uh, on the investment stress test. That one will blow you away. Uh, uh, Well, let's put it on the list. I know that you have listeners there who are taking notes. So let's make sure that we put that on the list. We'll make sure also that the Invest With Clarity and the info at investwithclarity.com links are in the show notes for your podcast today so that way people can go ahead and, and and ping you with some more questions so mark once again hey thank you so much for your thought leadership today this was interesting i feel like i'm talking less and less because i'm listening and processing more and more so uh but i love it because i was for all of the listeners i was just telling mark before we started recording i was sitting down with an advisor yesterday and and uh, I was explaining, you know, this podcast and how much I enjoy doing it and how interesting I think everything is. And, and the guy says to me, wow, you know, you know, you really seem to know a lot about it. And I said, well, it's a pretty simple message. Yes, it's really deep, right? It's super yes. deep. But when you as a as an investor could look at your friends around the, you know, the dinner table or when you're out having drinks and be able to communicate how your money is invested with such a powerfully simple statement that you know what you own and why you own it. I just think that that's a, that's a huge, I, I personally think it's a relief, but I also think that it just shows the power of what Nepsis has and what Nepsis does. So fantastic. And for everybody at Nepsis, this is Matt Halloran, and uh, we'll see you all on the other side of the mic very soon. The content discussed is for informational purposes only. It is not a solicitation or recommendation for any securities that may be mentioned herein. Advisory services offered through Nepsis Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. 